0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Real Talk with Elder Michelle. I am delighted to be here tonight to host this live, no pre-recorded messages, um, because I am free for change. I don't have anything pressing, no things going on. So it's wonderful to be able to join you tonight live. Um, I pray that you have had a good week so far. And we are really ready to get into this. I want to first uh, say um, that if you are looking for a place to hold your next event, I know the place is called C3 at the venue. They are scheduling uh, tours daily. And so if you have an event and you're looking for a place, make sure you check them out. 919-615-1457. Or you can go to their website and check them out at c3atthevenue.com. C3 at the venue, uh, uh, well, c3venue.com, excuse me. I'm thinking of the name. It's c3venue.com. Uh, matter of fact, if you hold tight, I'm going to give you a few seconds of a um, commercial for them. So get your pens, get your pencils, get your Bible, and get ready while I run this quick ad. Okay, I told you it was going to be quick, (laughs) but if you are looking for a place to hold your events, your your birthdays, your anniversaries, you want to surprise, um, do a surprise proposal, we have the place. If you want to do a surprise proposal and you want it intimate, we got intimate gatherings. If you want to do a bit to do, then do, we get, we can do that too. We have catering. Christopher's Catering is a part of this company. And the food is absolutely chez magnifique so you want to use them for your next event please please call us 919-615-1457 you can ask for myself or any of the associates there will be able to handle you we give you um extreme personal care meaning we take care of you from the beginning to the end from the time that we do your tour you have become part of our family until the day that you sign and finish and everything is over, and you have uh, ended your contract with us because your event is over, we take care of you from beginning to end. So please, 919-615-1457, blacked, owned, and proud. Make sure you bless, uh, bless that company because they definitely bless me. As I said, no, I have not gone back in the building yet, but that is because they're so busy that I don't have opportunity to get in there to do mine because they're doing other events. So make sure you get yours. They also have um, office space. If you are looking for a place for your office, I'm trying to tell you they have the place. So you might want to check them out for your own office space. All right. spiel is over. Let's get into the word. And tonight we're going to take uh, page out of President Obama's campaign foundation. Tonight, we're going to say, yes, we can. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to be in Philippians 4, and I'm going to start at the 11th verse, and we're going to go through the 13th. And it says, not that I speak in respect of won't, for I've learned in whatsoever state I am there will therewith to be content. Before we move, I mean, you know me, I break them down as I go, because we're going to talk about it. Because church, look at him. Real talk is back, okay? Um, Y'all been having some of my sweet stuff and sweet nothing. I'm back. It's real talk. Let's get with it. First of all, we don't know what it's like to, to want, because we got lazy and lackadaisical in our lives, because things start coming to us too easy. One of the things that I've noticed is that we don't carry a a, a love for the church the way we used to. I remember a time when um, we went in, nobody had to beg us or ask us, and you didn't have to pay us to go in, clean the church, make sure the church was right and ready for Sunday morning. We used to break it down. Whoever was singing on that Sunday, they were in charge of coming in on that Saturday and making sure that the church was ready to rock and roll. We cleaned up the bathrooms. Nobody was walking around thinking they was too good to do it. Pay somebody else, let them go in and clean the toilet. No, we did it. Why? we had pride in our church home, we we took care of the temple. And let me tell you something, the way we doing today is not the way it was done because the temple was taken care of by the people. They kept that temple, the, the Levitical priests, kept the temple in perfect order. Those that served the priest kept it in order. It was clean. The shoe bread was in place to represent Jesus. Everything in the uh, the temple had a representation of the Messiah to come, and they took very good care of it. What do we do in the church today? We sit around and talk about somebody else need to go do it, but this is uh, he said, Whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content, church. We better start learning to be content where we are. It says, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. How many of us can even stand it when something goes wrong? You've been flying high so long that a little bitty something, another come in and a little monkey wrench get into your plans, and you done lost it. You don't know what to do. You're going crazy. And it's a time, this is uh, uh, the church who used to know how. They used to know, the church used to know. This was Paul talking. And the church knew, just like Paul knew, how to be a base. And they knew how to abound. That meant we knew how to be up and we knew how to be down. And it didn't matter because, yes, we can now, I'm gonna tell you when uh about this. Yes, we can. The premise that I'm standing on off of his his uh page out of his playbook of yes we can. Yes, we can. We can get back to the basics. We can, yes, we can become the strong church that we're supposed to be. Yes, we can. We can find our way back to our first love because we done left him, we left him. We done forgot our first love. Why? Because we so busy doing our own thing. We don't know how to be abased. When something goes wrong, you complain to the Lord. Then, as long as you flying high, He's wonderful. Don't get some troubles. Any troubles, and all of a sudden, Jesus is not your personal love. He's not the one that, oh, I live, I die for him. Oh, you know, all this good stuff that we love to say. And then when little trouble comes, we forget. Church, where are you at? I asked this before. Where are you at? But yes, we can. I'm here to tell you, you can get back to basics and you can get back to your first love. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Here, let me give you a little nugget that I want to drop into your spirit. I want you to remember it. He said, every day won't going to be Sunday and Sabbath have no end with you. It won't going to be high to high and everything is good. won't going to be rosy all the time. He said that, catch this one, that the world treated him bad, but don't worry, because he overcame the world. And here's the thought, that if they treated me like this, don't you know that they're going to treat you? So why is it that we get so surprised when things don't go right? Did you think that the devil was going to sit to the side and let you just have a really wonderful life with no problems? He hates you. He despises you, but church, yes, we can get back on track. If we learn how to suffer and how to be happy, and here's the, let me give you the little, the key to it. It is to praise the Lord either way. If you learn how to praise God when you suffer, as well as when you are rejoicing, Then you will be able to make it through. And yes, we can get back to where we need to be. You can get there when you learn how to praise God through all things. Paul was talking to them and letting them know that, look here. I done been, honey, look, first, I'm part of the Sanhedrin court. I've sat on these boards these high seats i was well respected i could have them write any letter that i needed i'm highly educated i have all the tools to do uh things that would be great that would give me seats but i also know how to suffer i know how to suffer because when i turned it all loose because he told you a minute he tells you in a, a different scripture um, in Philippians, he talks about the fact that he got so many things, but he count it as dung. Why? Because to have Jesus is better than anything. What profited a man to gain the whole world and lose his very soul? So it's more important to Paul that he have Christ than the things of this world. So he lets you know that, honey, I know how to suffer. I know how to ride high but I also know how to ride low. I know what it feels like to sit at the table of kings and prince and princesses, but I also know how to sit at the pauper's table too. I know what it feels like to be free, but I also know what it feels like to be in bondage. And the thing is that he is trying to tell us that we have to know how to praise God, praise him when you don't want to, Praise him when you got a reason to praise him in the morning, praise him in the noonday, praise him in the midnight hour. Paul lets you know that when he was, he's telling you the importance of praising the Lord at all times. Remember when he was in prison and he was in the lower depths of the prison, meaning he was in the deepest, darkest spots there. And this is a place that should have caused uh, uh, an average person that knew that they was innocent. This should have caused them depression and desolation. But instead, while Paul was there, he saved a man. He saved the jailer because the jailer was about to take his life. And Paul said, oh, no, no. Doesn't matter that the doors are open. We are all here. Not one of us have fled." And the man didn't harm himself and then turned around. And not only did Paul save his life, he saved his soul. Because he introduced him to Jesus Christ. How many of us in our downtime, when things don't look right, when things don't seem right, when we don't know where where the next square meal is going to come from? What I want to know from the church, people, because I want to know where you're at, is when and when do you take the time in, in all of that? and bless somebody's spirit and their soul with a word from heaven? Or do you spend it so busily complaining, you know, the church ain't got no money. The church ain't got this. The church ain't got that. The pastor wants more money. The musician wants more money. The the uh, uh, uh deacon... Uh, trustee want more money. The deacon wants more power. The mothers want to have more say so. The lay members think that they should. The church secretary wants to be paid. Everybody wants something, what you giving? That's the question to ask yourself. As the church, what you giving? Where you at, church? Because yes, we can. We can get back to these places. But we got to learn to turn loose of some of our junk. We sit in the church all the day long. We go in. Well, no, let me take that back because you want complain if you're in there for more than two hours. But we go to church at our appointed time. Don't want to come when it's not one of the usuals. But we're at that appointed time, we go in because we think that that's going to get us into heaven. Because you think that you're going to be able to tell him that, well, I was at church on Sunday. He's going to say, yeah, you were there on Sunday. What did you do? What what was it about? Was it about me? Or was it about you looking good? Was it about showing your uh, faith in me? Was it about going in to worship me? Or was it about you going in and sitting in your regular seat so people would say, oh, look at her. Look at him. They so faithful. Tell me what you coming. What you coming for? Church, where you at? Because then it goes on and you it talks about being both full and to be hungry. You got to learn that you're not always going to have the delicacies that you want. Because the thing is, God says, I will supply your needs. And every now and then we get some wants. So you might not get beef wellington. You might have to have a hamburger steak. You might not get uh, pork chops smothered, gravy. You might have to have instead a fried piece of pork loin because you can't afford the pork chop. We have to learn how to live life at its fullest, whether we have or we don't. I hear this saying all the time, people talking about living your best life. I'm going to tell you right now, You ain't got to pay me $250 for the conference. You don't have to pay me $75 for the book. You don't have to uh, sign up and register. I'm going to give you the answer for free. Here it is. How to live your best life. Live it for Christ. There you go. Boom. That's the answer. Everybody wants to be psychologists and uh, psychiatrists. They want to be all uh, uh, deep. They want to be intellectuals and intellectualize the Holy Spirit. They uh, want to tell you their in-depth opinions and tell you all of these things, charging you $250, $75 for the book, $250 for the conference. They want to get you to buy there's slogans and all of these things. And here's the answer. Live your life for Christ. Your best life is the life you lead for Christ. That's the best life. Why? Because it leads to life everlasting. It leads to joy forevermore. It takes away all tears because the it'll wipe tears From your eyes and there'll be no more crying and there'll be no more dying. See, if you live your life for Christ, that's the best life because you'll get the best life here and a better one on the other side. So the question is, how do we get back to the first love? Because I'm here to tell you, it looks dreary. It looks like we can't. But I want to tell you that, yes, we can. We can make a difference in dark places. When Obama used, yes, we can, he wanted you to know that, yes, you could make differences. Yes, you could change the way the world was going today. Yes, we can be a, a, a mighty hammer for justice. And I want to tell you that on those same premises, that's what we should stand as a church, that Yes, we can get ourselves together and get in line and get our acts back right, find our first love, and yes, we can change the world. Yes, we can make differences in people's lives, and yes, we can overcome, but you can't do it until the church finds their first love again when we turn back from our wicked ways seek the Lord's face, and then do what thus saith the Lord, then the church will be able to say, yes, we can. We can stand on the doctrine of Christ, and yes, we can heal those that are wounded, those that are sick, whether it's a physical illness or whether it's a spiritual illness. See, here's the thing right now. The church is too weak for the church to be able to heal. And I know people say, well, you're always calling the church weak. Are we? Yes. Yes, we are. Why are we? Because we don't have preachers all on one accord. What do I mean? Preachers are not preaching the unadulterated gospel. We're preaching ourselves. We're preaching prosperity. And we're preaching what the people want to hear. We're telling folks that it's okay to live this type of life and you're going to go to heaven anyhow. We're trying to tell people you can live filthy as long as you get an opportunity to say, Lord, forgive me, before you take your last breath. And we're telling them you're going to make it in. He told me that that is a lie because it's their faith without works. They are no good. So you can't have all of a sudden, I got faith, I'm dead. I ain't did no work because my work is going to speak for me. Your life is going to speak for you. So you telling me that you don't think that you done to live filthy all this time. And because you said, Lord, I believe in died, that you're going to go in because here's what's going to happen. Above your head, when you come up to him. it's going to be a playback. Of everything you did in your life. And he's going to see that he ain't seen no work that was done for him. And he's going to say, depart from me for I know you're not. See, we spend our time thinking that things are going to be according to what we want. And I'm telling you, he's giving you what your direction is. It's called the Holy Bible. Get the playbook and start reading it. And then you'll know what your next place should be. You'll know what your next move should be. And here's the reason why we came. Because the 13th verse says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Here's why I know that the church is weak. Because your strength comes from you handing it over to Christ. And if you are using Christ and you haven't handed it over to him, then you haven't been strengthened. And you can't do all things without Christ. It says, with Christ, I can do all things which strengtheneth me. So you got to have Jesus to be strengthened. And then you can do all things. And then we can say, yes, we can. Because when we know that we are strengthened in the Lord, then we will know that we have gone back to our first love. We have gone back to Jesus. We have said, you know what? You are my redeemer. You are my Messiah. You are Emmanuel. You are God with us. Even though you're not here right now where I can touch you and see you, I can feel you moving within. I know that you are alive. I know my Savior lives because I can feel him moving down on the inside. I know my Savior lives because when I get up in the morning, I get up feeling like I'm ready to take on the world because I remember that Philippians 4 and 13 tells me that I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And because I am in Christ, and Christ is in me, yes, I can. I can make it so my spirit can fall upon you by my shadow, and I can be able to call healing on you. See, I'm calling myself into that place like Peter was. See, my, I'm, I'm going to build on that type of faith, So that when my shadow falls upon you, you will be healed. Whether it's physical or whether it's spiritual, I try to make it so my conversation will cause you to become curious about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I try to keep my conversation as yay, yay, and nay, nay, I try to keep uh, my conversation so that I speak where the Bible speaks and I am quiet where the the Bible is quiet. I'm trying to tell you, yes, we can, but we got to stand on those type of principles. We got to say, I got more faith than the size of a mustard seed. I expect miracles. When I speak, I expect whatever I say to happen. If I bind the devil in my home, I expect the devil to be bound. If I say I'm loosing blessings on my family, I expect blessings to be loosed. I don't stand in the gap of Maybe I stand on a sure thing. It's called Jesus. Maybe it's for the devil. Maybe I'll get by. Maybe I'll win. Maybe I'll overcome. I stand on Jesus with authority. I can say I win. I'm victorious. I'm loosed, and I'm free, yeah, no more bounds, no more chains are holding me, yeah see, I don't live in the maybe because I know that with Jesus, I can do all things because it's Christ that strengthens me, and with him nothing. I said nothing is' impossible, yes. We can when we stand on Christ. When we stand on the word of God and we believe in him and we don't stand on the maybes, but we standing on the sure foundation, which is Jesus Christ, the rock, then there is nothing that can hinder the church. But the church has got to remember who's the head. Stop thinking your title makes you the head, your title does not. The title that made, that has the head, his name is the one that started it. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This ain't my church. It ain't your church. It's not the deacon's church. It's not the mother's church. It ain't the usher's church. It's not the lay member's church. It ain't the trustees' church. The church belongs to Jesus. It's his name that's on this thing, not yours. You can put yours on it all day long and it still don't make it yours. The church belongs to Jesus. And if we, as the church, go back to our first love and tell him, endow me, endow me. That just popped in my head. I had to get that out. Endow me from heaven on high. Endow me with the power to call down the angels from heaven to cover the people. Endow me with the authority to stand firmly in the gospel and dare the devil to even come up against us. We can get there. Yes, we can. But we got to learn who we belong to and who we are in Christ. If you ain't doing nothing in Christ, then you can expect nothing. But if you work working and trusting and believing, then the I'm here to tell you that the, the possibilities are limitless to the church. We can build together. We can build on the word of God and we can make changes yes we can if we stand firmly on the rock which is Jesus Christ. Church I don't know where you're at but we need to get our acts together. We need to know that we have to first find where you made your mistakes and find it and then fix it. Because when we do that, God can then move mightily. And when I'm saying church, I'm talking to the people. Because I want us to remember it is the people that make the church. And if we don't come together and get on one accord in Christ, the church is going to die. And it's going to be all types of mess and junk that's left here. And those that come behind the judgment, those that not the judgment, those that come behind the rapture, they're going to have a hard time trying to make it in because they won't have a person to give them the, the gospel truth if we don't start getting ourselves together. We keep telling people about prosperity. Let me tell you about prosperity. To each of us is given a measure, and that is what you have. Some of us, one talent, two talents, three, five, seven. But it's what you do with the talent that God gave you that makes your blessings multiply. Don't let him take your one and give it to the one that has ten. All because you buried it and did nothing with it. We need to start doing what God has called us to do. And make sure That we're following what his commandments are. Make sure that the people that have rule over you are not people uh, that are uh, like Nabal. who, who, Who they said was like a child of the devil. Stupid. Ignorant. Disrespectful. Don't be like that. Stop fighting against each other. Because it does not do anything but send your soul straight to hell. It does nothing for your salvation. And I got news for you. A lot of you that stand thinking that you're right, you're going to find out you were wrong. Because here's the thing. God showed us love. He said, love ye one to another. So why are you, because you think you're right, you're going to be wrong because you didn't show love. Because you sat on your, I'm right, so I don't have to. But you do. Sometimes we got to be the bigger person. Because sometimes you didn't do nothing to a person. And you still got to be the bigger one. You can do it because, yes, we can. And we can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth us. So let's get ourselves together. And let's get back on to yes, we can. Know that you can do all things through Christ. And yes, you can love where they hate you. Yes, you can be meek when you want to be bold. Yes, you can be forgiving when you don't feel like they deserve it. But you can forgive. Yes, you can be sincere in your love. Yes, you can love with agape love like Christ loves us. Yes, you can do the job that he called you to. Step up to the mantle and work until he calls you home. Be blessed. That's all I got for Real Talk tonight. And I pray that I said something that will help you as you go through your journey. Catch me here next week, Thursday night, 6 p.m. I'll be on Monday. Um. No, I probably won't be on Monday because I got to preach Sunday. So Sunday, join us on Facebook Live for um, Holly Grove Church of Christ's Life to Christ. And I'll be bringing forth the word of God. Have a blessed one. Good night.